bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-hosts Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even... Frickin' YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet. Ah, the 90s. A wonderful, magical time where the Saved by the Bell gang went to Hawaii without their laugh track. And then they ended up going, (laughs) finding new respective love partners who were clearly in their 30s when they were in their teens. That's right. We watched Saved by the Bell, Hawaiian style, the entire TV movie, all four parts, two hours long. It's in the basket. The goddamn writer's bagel basket. Friday, take to the tropics for Saved by the Bell, the movie. Nightmare in paradise. Feel the adventure. Live the romance. Maybe you should slow down, huh? That's too late. And expect the unexpected. <laughs> Escape to a Hawaiian paradise. Save by the Bell, the movie, Friday at 8, 7 Central on NBC. Tear me apart, Lisa! We took out of a building! Yes, it was very exciting. Tomorrow we go to the zoo. I love you! That's all I needed to hear. I'm so excited! I'm so <laughs> We don't have to be mean. Remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kurland, and we are coming to the tail end. We got one more episode after this of Not Your Average Saturday Morning, and we uh, are going strong towards the finish line. Holy shit, we did say by the Bell Hawaiian style, and I am joined by one of our favorites and one of our most requested people to come back. Yes, you are. That's right. David Allen Prescott. Just kidding. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Mallory Saverin. Hi. <laughs> I'm one of the most... Ooh, I feel so good. Yeah, I- you and David are the two most requested people. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh, that- I feel so I feel good like about if myself. I have you both on at the same time, the world will implode. Let's do it. Like... Because, you know, Haley is technically now the official co-host. Right. So she was once, you know, requested to come back. But yeah. But now that she's always on, yeah. it's just. So, oh, yeah. What a y- boost for my self-esteem. Can you please leave? <laughs> what? Right. OK, what did we watch? Oh, boy. Oh, crap. Don't say boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> please don't bring us totally back to my And only because I was like, what was that? movie that i can't remember that we watch which is but saved by the bell hawaii was more memorable than that um excuse me it is saved by the bell hawaiian style i'm sorry i didn't remember featuring the music of will smith and dj jazzy the opener and i think i turned i was like is that wait is that will smith is that that sounds like will smith oh it's the 90s summer 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 (laughs) time you could easily just 
redo this today, replace summertime with Miami, and you would never know the difference. No. Like, you could set the opening to the same exact thing, or uh, get in jiggy yeah. with it, or even Wild Wild West. Literally anything he's ever Any done. Will Smith song. Literally anything. Anything from Willennium. And also, you know, I, it, I mean, I get that it was four episodes split over the, you know, it's a TV movie split over four episodes, but, but th- it was the same opener. But this aired Saturday morning... Um, in I believe it was July of ninety two or ninety three. Would they have played all the episodes consecutively, or would they have been across it, it four was a TV Saturdays? Movie. Right. It was a TV movie, so they played them all in a row from nine to eleven. Yeah. 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 The same opener. Mm. They just did it as one opener, and they just played. Oh, the they mo- did. Okay, they did so this like is a just movie. Kind of, okay. All right. Well, that. Okay. Good. Yeah. That makes I mean, more sense. So before we dive deep into this. Give us, actually, I can do. I usually say for a TV show, give me the TV guide synopsis. Oh, TV guide synopsis? But this was actually released on VHS tape and it did have a blockbuster thing. So you're in a blockbuster video. This is done because my father, John Kurland, yes, I'm calling you out. I call you out every time. If you are unfamiliar to the podcast, Every time I have my dad on, I ask him to give a quick synopsis so we can jump into the episode, and he gives me a two-hour synopsis going through characters, <laughs> actors who played them, and everyone. So this rule is called the Blockbuster Rule, or the TV Guide Rule, a.k.a. the John Curland Rule. Cool. So, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 so, cool, cool, cool. So you're in a Blockbuster video, mm-hmm. and in the TV movie section... Which was a real thing in the right. blockbuster. So it's like 1998. Got it? Yep. Getting into character. Well, this is probably 94. Okay, so, so it's 1994. So you're in between a copy of Encino Man. Right. And Say by the Bell, Hawaiian Style. Sure. And the murder she wrote, Magnum P.I. Obviously. So what does the back of this blockbuster clamshell case say? I would think something along the lines of, Zach and the gang take a trip to Hawaii with their principal, too. Uh, teenagers get into precarious situations with super old dudes who definitely would go to jail. Also, they save a hotel and make fun of the Polynesian people. And Zach becomes a papa. And Zach becomes a dad, an abandoning dad. The end. Wait, wait, you have to do the people who rented this might also like, because they did. Do you remember on Blockbuster? They did that. Oh, yeah. If you um, rent this, you might also like. Oh my god! I see you're better at these references than I okay, am. Okay, so people, they, they would pick people who were in the the movie. Oh, Teen Witch, Teen Witch, right, that's Brad right. from Teen Witch is in this. Yeah, yeah. So, so people who rented this, even though this, he's a scumbag, but Brad from Teen Witch. So people who rented this might also rent Teen Witch, Herbie the Love Bug, and Dead Man on Campus. Nice, 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 nice. Oh, Teen Witch, <laughs> or and Showgirls. Obviously, 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 Showgirls. Yes, obviously. Was Tiffany Amber Thiessen ever in a movie? I don't. Oh, in a uh, movie? Well, she was in. Um, she was on Nine Hundred Two One Zero. No, but she. Oh, she was in that bad French Stewart movie, Love Stinks. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen that. It it's bad. Hmm. When the biggest star of that movie is built fifth, and it's Jason Bateman, and no one remembers mm. he's in it. Yeah. So, uh, would would Mark, uh, Mark Paul Gossler wasn't in. He was always did television. He has no. He was it. in Dead Man on Campus. Oh, he was. That was his only movie. Oh. And I saw that in theaters. I snuck in to see it. Nice. Yeah. 
I snuck in to see that, and then that same day, so my friend's mom would drop us off at the movies, and she's like, have fun seeing Big Daddy or whatever. So we snuck into that, and then we snuck into Varsity Blues. Nice. And that was a lot of nudity for me that day. <laughs> hey, it's got to happen sometime. Yeah, I just remember like an usher coming in. Do you remember a time when you thought that like ushers were like adults because you were like 12? Yes. Yeah. And they're like, hey, kid, get out of here. 17. Yeah, they're like 17 years old. Yeah. I remember like running out of Varsity Blues. I'm like, wait, we just got to the strip club. What happens next? Yeah. I'm the type of person who cared more about story and exposition than the nudity, like all my friends did. Of course, because it's you. I was like, wait, is he going to follow in his father's footsteps? And you know what? No, wait, I don't want to leave. You know what's something I've never been able to get away from my whole life, what? even as a kid? What? The logistics of the reality of what's happening. I am not very good at accepting a suspension of disbelief. Yeah, like I always wondered on Saved by the Bell, how the fuck did Zach afford all of the like wigs and, and gadgets? Like, and Yeah, and it's just like... Like, this whole entire time, I'm like, when did they get these costumes? What costume shop had these outfits next door? Because this all happened in five minutes. How did they rent an office in the library? Where's the staff? Why is it empty? How did they get access to There's it? There's only one believable costume in the whole thing, and that's the Wayne and Garth costume because yeah. this was the time of saturday night live yeah which i mean at least is a nice reference too uh well yeah then but now it's super dated well we're also watching a night yes it's dated where it'd be one thing if they made this now but mike myers and, and dana carvey don't even talk to each other anymore they're not friends no more so sad um so yeah diving deep when they arrive in hawaii i love how zach does like a hawaii the sights, the beaches, the babes. <laughs> Shocker. And the women, uh, we were talking about it as we were watching it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember the French bikini. Yes. Yes. It's so great having Lycra up your ass. It's awesome. I love that feeling. It's my favorite. Everyone looked like they were going to a jazzercise class. Oh, my God. Yeah. And legs and twist. I mean, it's just turn. it was all just hiked so far up. I don't know ever. I never understood why that was a thing. Well, I don't understand why Kelly, even when she's like with her grandpa, every scene she's wearing, well, it's supposed to be a bikini top, but she looks like she's in a bra. You're with your That's grandpa. That's what bikini tops are, though. Yeah, but she she does the Kelly Kapowski classic thing of the jean jacket and then the the bra bikini underneath. Yeah. Also... You're with your grandpa. Don't try and look sexy in front of your grandpa. I mean, the whole thing is fucking gross. I mean, she's all over this lawyer who, first of all, he's a lawyer, which means he's got to be at least like 28. Minimum. Bare minimum. Bare minimum, 28, but probably like early 30s. Yeah. like. And she is 17. To pass the bar... I mean, so let's think about this logistically. Well, so from 18 to 22, he went to college. Right. And then he'd go to law school from for seven years. To, not necessarily seven. You think that guy passed the bar the first time around? Good point. This guy probably had to take the bar because you have to wait an entire year yeah. before you can take the bar again. Though, are we sure that he's not practicing without a license? Because really, given his behavior in this, uh, there is no way if he had a license before, he does not Zach's have one now. a better lawyer than he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Seriously, okay? It's just, 
this is what I can't understand. I'm like, how are you supposed to make me believe that this lawyer is working for this hotel owner, but also working for working against him for another hotel owner? Which that's illegal. So the hotel that they filmed, like the Royal, what what was it? Royal Caribbean. Was, it's not the Royal Caribbean, but that's what I was thinking. Our it's Royal something Pacific, like that. Something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. That's Turtle Bay. That's where they filmed the movie uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it looks exactly the same. I I don't remember that movie that well. But like that, <laughs> that's a very famous hotel. Yeah. And you make them come across as creeps. Yeah. Well you know that somebody has to be evil when they're ho- when they hold their fingers together fingers together like a steeple. Did you just say they're fingies? <laughs> Did I? Yeah, you said. When they hold the fingers together in a steeple and cuz he's sitting there the hotel owner. Oh no, owner, they're all the people. Stop. So he's sitting there in his chair in the very big chair that is too big for him. He and, in a Do suit. you remember Animaniacs? No. With the guy who ran the studio uh, he he looked like that guy, the tiny guy in the big chair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's there, and it's like, I think I immediately said, I was like, and he's a bad guy. And I can tell, by the way, he has his fingers in a steeple, and he's sitting there, and he's looking down, and he uses a very nefarious sounding voice. Mm. Do you know what should have come after that? <laughs> there was a lot of those moments. Um, also, it was very hard to figure out what was funny. Because there was no one telling me to laugh. Yeah, there was no like really bad stuff. And it's and it's really interesting to note how less funny the show is because the jokes sit sit there and there's no one else laughing. And I'm like, wait, is that supposed to be a joke? I feel like that's supposed to be a joke, but nobody else is laughing, so it's not funny. Turns out it's not actually funny. I was fine without the laugh track. What I miss the most from a regular say by the bell is anytime someone kissed, we didn't hear a yeah the audience interaction and yeah. stuff um oh and my favorite ow, ow. <laughs> i miss i meant you know i loved save the by the bell you know i watched this saturday mornings and what i save the by the bell shut up i'm tired okay excuse me for not speaking words good all right <laughs> i don't talk english now. whatever <laughs> um and i miss some of the classic zach stuff i mean obviously he's a creeper and he's horrible and he's a sociopath but also, I wouldn't say he's a creeper. He's definitely a sociopath, but he's like Patrick Bateman. Like, he's charming and evil at the same time. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's kind of a creeper. I mean, he ogle, ogles girls and like doesn't leave well, them alone. And well, it's were gross. you were you Team AC Slater or Team Zach Morris? Are you fucking kidding me? I was Zach Morris all the way. Yeah. So he, uh, my point is, you're fine with him being a creeper because I was when I didn't understand what being a creeper was, and now yeah, that I'm if, a I'm a but grown up. But if you had the choice today, would you still pick Zach or, or Slater? <laughs> um, <laughs> Mr. Belding. You know what's funny though is that Tori. I had said this earlier. Yeah, I had said this earlier that Jesse was my first feminist in terms of the first time I had seen someone very outwardly talk about essentially being a feminist and, and call, calling people out for being chauvinists. Mm-hmm. And because Jesse essentially is telling me constantly that AC Slater and, and there were clear examples. AC Slater is treating her like as a treating her, her, talking down to her because she's a or whatever and she calling him out for stuff like that yeah but she so, undoes all that by doing showgirls no I, well whatever um my point is that uh i have jesse pointing out all of his 
male chauvinist shitty behavior and I see it in front of me and so I then felt like I was constantly being told that AC Slater was a chauvinist piece of shit and so I thought of him as a chauvinist piece of shit so yeah and it's just what I was gonna say can we address the elephant in the room not about you which know. one you need to be way more specific there's so many well i'm there's talking like about, we're like in a zoo of elephants okay i'm not talking about real life scandals i'm talking about in the actual show yeah the only people who were actually a couple at the time in the realm to say about the bell was jesse and slater yeah they're on vacation together yes they are they're banging right Ob- obviously yeah right obviously yeah i'm I, obviously they're in hawaii without yes well that's another thing that's another thing whose parents when you were in high school would your parents if you're like hey my friend's grandpa wants us to stay at his place in hawaii we just have to pay for the flight but everything else is included would your parents go for that because mine definitely wouldn't um you're 16 or 17 years old i think my parents would just be so happy i had friends (laughs) (laughs) that sounds way more sad than i meant it to be but that's sad also true because my parents would be very responsible be like no i absolutely not i think well because i even remember is there a chaperone me wanting to go to like a party or something and they'd be so like they didn't care where it was or what was happening they were just so excited that i had people to go hang out with (laughs) But, I was I was really, such a nerd that I always had a ton of people, not a ton of people, but I always had like five or six friends over watching a movie yeah. and we would like be nerds and analyze it. Yeah. When I had my wisdom teeth out, I held like a video club, my friend Josh Wibley and my friend Tyler McWilliams. I don't mind calling them out because they, they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> one is a famous artist in New York and the other one lives in Scotland. So. Nice. Um, but yeah, they came over right after I had my wisdom teeth out and we watched the Royal Tenenbaums and <laughs> I ate ice chips. Nice. <laughs> like, Rocking a hard time. Nice. So the thing about West Ham, yeah. I mean, the reality is, do I think that, um, I mean, overnight, it's honestly tough to say whether or not my parents would let me do that. I think... Um, if i mean the fact that there was going to be an adult there but you don't know that adult they they never met yeah i would say if my parents didn't know that adult at all probably not right like the only way my i don't par- want to say straight up no but i would say probably not well they would they would only let me go if they knew like the parent who was if a parent was coming on the airplane with us and chaperoning us yeah and making sure that we weren't pulling a ac slater and jesse and basically you know. Fucking all night long. <laughs> yes, he shook her all night long. <laughs> she was a tough machine. She kept her motor clean. I'm just saying, that's what they did. That's what Best happened. Best damn woman that mile high club and everything. <laughs> yeah, they probably definitely banged on the yeah. airplane. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, Zach looks so different in this. This was clearly shot like, like they they clearly shot all of season the final season and then they filmed this at the very end and then they yeah because he he definitely looks like either he's bulked up or something because he does not look i know he's actually 17 playing 17 or whatever but they were all age appropriate but he doesn't look 17 in this no he looks like a man yes 
which <laughs> I guess is supposedly helps with the ick factor of the of the Him and, lady uh, with a baby. Can we just call her Bobo Jennifer Conley? Yes. Like, yes. She, she looks like Jennifer Conley. And how appropriate is it that her daughter is named Jennifer? Isn't her name like Adrena or Adra or? I never caught her name. Do um, women have names in these shows? As uh, I mean, if they're top build in the show, <laughs> yes, they do. Or if they're uh, uh, Bridget Wilson, Miss Veronica Vaughn was on Saved by the Bell. Do you remember that? Veronica Vaughn from Billy Madison. Oh yeah, yeah, she's the dumb ditzy girl. Yeah, that's not the yeah. one. The one who in the date auction episode where Zach gets bought by a large girl. Yeah, she's the one who was like, "Zach, why won't you dance with me?" It's vaguely familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Vaguely familiar. Yeah. Well, so let's talk a moment about um uh Zach. Let's rap. What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um about Zach and um giving uh, uh becoming an abandoning father, yeah. essentially. So Disney rules apply, well, people. Yeah, they only know each other for probably two weeks because they're there they're, it's a two week vacation. They're there for two weeks. They said the entire summer, which that no, I I thought they had said it's a two week vacation. Who knows? We'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's two weeks, or even three weeks, but maybe three if we're being generous. We're pushing it, but let's, yeah, yeah. So yeah, my parents wouldn't let me go to Hawaii with a group of friends, an adult they didn't know, for an entire fucking summer. Right. I mean, the closest that I did was when I was an adult when I was in college. My sophomore year, I got to perform in the Fringe Festival in Scotland, but that was more of an opportunity yeah. for me as an actor. I mean, I went on Birthright, but that was heavily supervised. <sighs> Planting trees in Israel is not... You're supposed to plant trees when you're out there? We really fucked that up. Uh, yeah, you didn't... No. You didn't do the kibbutz method, the kibbutz of it? Um, We did. We stayed on a kibbutz, but it was a winery. Oh, you didn't plant the trees. So everybody was just drunk. Yeah. The greatest... <laughs> <laughs> Besides marrying my best friend, the greatest thing of getting married to Haley was when we got uh, a letter from my from the synagogue saying a tree has been planted in Israel. Nice. And me turning to Haley and go, "There's no fucking tree." <laughs> <laughs> I believe, if I recall correctly, <laughs> um, that I've had several trees planted for me. There's no when tree. I was there's no mitzvahed. Um, there's no tree. I've never gotten anything confirming this tree only I, that i've been given a receipt honestly, saying the tree I, has been planted. i would have just loved to see a picture of a guy named shlomo <laughs> in front of a tree being like eh and yeah. then just a different tree eh? like, <laughs> i don't care if it's like a real tree i just picture like a sasha baron cohen is the idea that like that you buy a tree in israel and like birthright kids and whatever are supposed to be planting them yes for these vineyards that apparently you're going to oh cool that yeah. Did not happen. Yeah. We planted no trees. <laughs> we got drunk and we had a dance party. I just That's literally what happened when we were on the kibbutz. I, I just want to see a photo of some clearly Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. doing a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, w even if it's just tree. a Polaroid, just <laughs> I don't care what the tree is. It's just S Sasha Baron Cohen as his newest character for Showtime. Herschel or Shlomo. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, nice tree. Mm -hmm. Nice tree. <laughs> All of these photos are going to kids getting married or having bar mitzvahs <laughs> or 13-year-olds getting married. Yeah. Isn't that adorable? Mm. Uh, all right. So 
Uh, so Lady with a Baby, uh, Disney. Okay, so Disney rules, right? Right. They've known each other for all of, let's say. So he meets her at the airport. At the baggage claim. So Zach meets Bobo Jennifer Connelly uh, and basically is like super attracted to her, which, you know, fine. That can happen. But the next day, he can't stop thinking about are her. We, are we just going to say different Jennifer Con- Connelly movies? Oh, it was Bobo and Jennifer Connelly movie? No, no, no. Oh. Just like like going off the track of Bobo Jennifer Connelly, we just say, so then him and Labyrinth, oh, yeah, him yeah, and yeah, Requiem yeah, for yeah. a Dream. <laughs> him and a Beautiful Mind. So him and the Rocketeer. Yeah. Oh, the Rocketeer. Yeah. When are we going to watch that movie? Oh, we're doing it. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, especially. I like it. <laughs> yeah, especially all the stuff about Nazis. You know, that tracks. Everyone forgets about the Nazi part of that. The, it's the whole plot. But they forget that Tim Timothy Dalton is the Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. So and anyways, then he's in the and then he's in the blimp. Anyways, him and Snowpiercer. <laughs> yeah. Snowpiercer, uh, the TV show. Yeah. They uh they um uh they meet and she's all like, I'm not interested because he, she well, one, she has a boyfriend, two, she's got a kid, three, she just met this guy, he's a stranger. But and he really wants to get into career opportunities pants. Yes. Yes, and the only way that he can do that is by wearing Inventing her down, the essentially. <laughs> uh, so eventually, he finally convinces her to go out to lunch. And eventually, I mean, I don't remember the exact uh, events, and I think that's just because it happened in such a short period of well, time. So, so the but way he gets to go to lunch with her is... the boat. They were the boat on the breaks boat. down, and then House of Sand and Fog finds him. You don't see that you're better at this game because you know all of her movies. You're not I, all of them. Labyrinth, A Beautiful Mind, and you Rocketeer. can just keep going back. You can keep going back to them. Okay, fine. Yeah. David Bowie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then, him and the hot spot. Yeah. Uh, go back to the mainland, and he's like, "Okay, now I you saved my life. Now I need to take you out to yes. lunch." And she's like, "Um," and then she remembers, "Oh my God, yeah, you're a beautiful Aryan youth." <laughs> <laughs> uh also on, a child yeah but but also they used to refer to him on uh go bayside if you l- don't listen to the go bayside podcast i don't know why you're listening to this podcast <laughs> but on the go bayside po- podcast they always refer to zach as johnny arian ah uh, gotcha um but yeah so uh <laughs> i'm running out of jennifer conley <laughs> no <laughs> so uh yeah i left off on house house of sand and fog um what has she done oh oh what is that one it's one of those where um there's a shit ton of people in the cast and so they're all semi connected he's just not that into you he's just not that yeah, into you. Is that go. one or like valentine's day no she's in he's just not that new year's into eve you. she's married to bradley cooper in that one yes i love bradley cooper yeah but he cheats on her with scarlett johansson yeah one. so uh him and he's just not that into you. For the record, I just want to say I love Bradley Cooper because of Alias. I love Bradley I just Cooper be very because about that. of Wet Hot American Summer. Mm. Just Alias. I always forget. Will Tippin. Will Tippin. I always forget that he was on Mr. Alias. Mister Tippin. I always remember him Mr. as Tippin. Sack Lodge. So, anyways, uh, Zach and Dark Water. <laughs> nice. There we go. Uh, they um, so they go out to lunch. And there's a lean in where Zach wants to kiss her, but she backs up because, you know, she got them 
issues. Right. And so the next thing you know, we're on a beach and right, pretty much, and they're exchange of events yeah so they have a picnic in in the park and then they end up going to the beach oh it was just right after is that what happened yeah because she had to go pick up her kid oh right okay because he's like what's your life story so then uh there's like a moment where he looks horrified at the child and then he like like a robot man he's like hi nice to meet you yeah i'm your new dad yeah and then alita battle angel is like all taken by him are you okay you're cheating i'm not cheating you're cheating sorry sorry it's okay keep cheating because it's more fun that way anyways well yeah i'm gonna run out of anything uh so (laughs) so yeah then a winter's tale is so (laughs) taken by him bonding with her daughter and zach really impresses spider-man homecoming deep gut she is the voice of his suit. Shut the fuck up. I didn't know that. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm having a moment. I'm having a moment of thinking, oh, my God. Having a moment. The moment's gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he so he sees um, the child. Who is ironically named Jennifer. <laughs> right. Who is clearly not related to this woman. Yeah, because... Uh, She's got this bright blonde curly hair and, and looks, blue eyes and looks literally nothing like this woman. Yeah. She looks nothing like the star of the movie, The Dilemma. <laughs> uh oh, oh, oh. Wasn't she in a Hulk movie? She was in Hulk. Hulk movie. <laughs> I remembered another one. Yeah. Let's just call this episode how many How many <laughs> Gen- Gen- Jennifer Connelly movies and she's can not we name? even in this episode? <laughs> So anyways, yeah, like Zach's love story with uh, Noah is she was in the Noah's Ark movie. Oh, that. Yeah. So. Oh, with Steve Carell? No, no. The Darren Aronofsky, Russell Crowe one. Oh, she's really done a lot with Russell Crowe, huh? She did two movies with Russell Crowe. All right. I Um, consider that a lot. So, yeah, but but um, Zach and creation like say i love you yes they're in love with each other after what did we say we said three weeks being generous after three weeks yeah but not just that but he's proved how good a daddy he can be because you know she's introduced her four-year-old to this strange man she just met at the airport who is leaving to go back to california and will never come back again you are such a responsible person yeah um I'm not judging, though. I it's mean, fine. she's trying to be a good mom. I mean... By introducing people to her daughter, who she'll never see again. Right. And sure, her daughter won't have any abandonment or but attachment issues remember ever. what we noticed when, when the day the earth stood still showed up to rescue them in the boat? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what was the first thing that we pointed out? Because it must have been cold. Oh, her nips? Well, her bathing suit was see-through. Yeah. This was a Saturday morning... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Full on like areola visuals as well. <laughs> it was amazing that it made it past. Well, that's uh, that's how you definitely know that she was probably the body double for Encart mm. for Jennifer Conley. Like, right. Yeah. Because kids, if you don't know the career of Revolution uh, Reservation Road star Jennifer Conley <laughs> in the late 80s, early 90s, she did a lot of nudity. <laughs> 
Anyways, back to the love story between Zach and Blood Diamond. What? Blood Diamond. <laughs> That's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this love story, which is just, I will say this. It's um, the sweeter element of the show. I will Not only that, but I will say that of all the Zach Morris shenanigans that I have seen, this is the least shenanigan-y when it comes to um, his uh, romantic interests. And this is the third girl that he's fallen in love with that looks like little children star Jennifer Conley. Right. Because the school nurse looked like... Yep. Yeah. The school nurse looked like... I already said that one. I already <laughs> said that one. <laughs> the school nurse looked like Pollock. Right. There we go. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. But then, um, there there was a third one that also looked like Jennifer Conley, and I can't remember. I think it was actually in, um, the Miss Bliss days. Mm. Oh, my God. Know who it was? It was that, uh, that singer-songwriter girl who wore the wig. The one, Stevie was her name. Um, I don't know. Zach bet that he could get a kiss from her. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Anyways, back to the love story between Zach and Dark City. So as quickly as it came, it went, and then well, there. Yeah, but at the luau, Zach is like gonna give up his life. He's gonna basically stay there forever to be with Waking the Dead. Yeah, um, you know, but that's what you get when you're sed- when you're 17 and seduced by but an adult. She had to be like twenty. Felony. She had to be 22 or 23. Though it's nowhere near as egregious as Kelly Kapowski and Brad Power. Yeah, <laughs> she topped that. Stop that. She don't give an f about that. Yeah, idiotic supersonic. <laughs> I wish I knew all the more words of the song, but I don't. I'm hot. And, and you're, you're not. not. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we gotta do. We gotta do Team Witch. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I love that motherfucking movie. I genuinely used to think that like one day I was gonna get magic powers because of that movie. Like I really thought that I was gonna be a Teen Witch one day. Really? We don't need to talk about how dumb I was. I'm just saying. Stop looking at me like my dumb shit. I'm just saying. Anyways, back to Zach and some girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, okay, so let's move on to Kelly for a minute. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, let's go back to f- 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 felonies. Uh, uh, well, okay, so it's it's forgivable with Zach in Mulholland Falls because she looks like she's a, a teenager. She was a teen mom. She's she's probably about 20, 21, 22. Oh my god, she's the original teen mom. Yeah, legit. Uh so and so even if he is 17, 18, it's only like a four it's still technically illegal. It's creepy. And it's gross, but not quite as gross as being maybe, I don't know, 32 he, and 17. Yeah. He not only had kids like she did, but he also probably had an ex-wife. And was Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was fucking any one on the island. He, he was particularly based, tourists. He looked like Jordan Belfort. Like he looked like the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. You know that him and like a paralegal were getting it on yeah. at the He's same like, time. That I'd imagine him that and like Kelly Kapowski were 
I'd imagine that they'd post a casting call notice and the one description for like physical appearance would be douchebag. And that's what shows up because we want a guy who looks you, like he has syphilis, but doesn't have syphilis. Like, yes. But syphilis is a plus. <laughs> right. He's just got one of those looks where you're just like, and that's a douchebag. And that's an asshole. And he's evil. Where where when it's like Zach in higher learning, like <laughs> I'm not just saying movies that you've probably never seen. I've literally never heard of most of these now. The sad part is looking at her IMDB, I've seen like all of her movies. Really? I oh. Jennifer Conley, when I was a senior in high school. Did you want her to babysit for you? I was no, I wanted to date her because Oh, you were in high school? I was eighteen. I was okay. seventeen yeah. years old. Yeah. Or eighteen. I wanted like, you know, to fuck her. I wanted a tutor who would teach me the ways of love. Right, right, right. (laughs) Sorry, Haley. (laughs) (laughs) But then I met my wife. Nice save there. (laughs) And you all lived happily ever after. With your creepy house guest that won't leave. How you doing? Yes, but at that time I was 17. How appropriate that you were 17 and... Haley would have... Never mind. Let's not go there. <laughs> uh, so... So back to Zach and Stuck in Love. Okay. <laughs> that was the movie she was in. I assumed. Okay. Anyways. Um, but Zach and American Pastoral. Uh, their love story is really sweet. I actually thought... It's, it was- not, it's not the worst storyline it's it's disney rules in terms of how fast it happened right and makes absolutely no logical sense and also why would she ever introduce a man that she was interested in in any way when she particularly when she knows she he's leaving but how zach is with her kid is kind of creepy too yeah you should not be lifting up that kid he picks her up way too much and only the brave is smitten by it I mean, it's just the whole thing is just very awkward. I mean, he's yeah. Top Gun Maverick knows better. I mean, I think I think part of it is just that they don't have any chem, like there's no chemistry or anything. So the whole thing is just kind of weird and awkward. And they're trying to get around the fact that like, oh, if we treat Zach like an adult in this relationship, there will be less of an ick factor. Yeah, it won't be creepy that him and a loft are having sex. Creepy as shit. It's creepy as shit. It's it's creepy as shit with him and it's creepy as shit with Kelly and Brad Power. Because I don't remember his character name, except that Kelly does a pull a Freudian slip and his calls him Mr. Handsome or Hansen. Oh right, and she calls him Brian Handsome. Yes. Which uh is just okay, whatever. But also way fucking grosser because he's clearly in his early thirties and she's seventeen and it's gross. Also, he is a terrible lawyer terrible and should go to jail definitely should go to jail he does corporate espionage which is illegal where like i i love how he's working with the bad guys and when a love and shadow finds out that her boyfriend we did it mallory we went through her entire imdb hooray Oh, wait, hold on. Far Harbor. There, there we go. Now we d- yeah. We are the champions. 
<laughs> so now we can just pick a Jennifer Connelly. And if movie. anyone is listening to this, they'll be like, "Who? What on what? earth are they talking about? I don't understand." We were claiming that the actress who we're still not going to look look up who played her looks exactly like pheno- um, <laughs> like Rocketeer uh, phenomena star <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> Jeez. Who is also in the acclaimed movie Seven Minutes in Heaven. Anyways. <laughs> uh uh Yeah, so well so he's a bad lawyer. Uh, uh committing corporate cor- corporate, corporate espion cor- corporate espionage. Yeah, but Bobo Jennifer Conley is so like, oh well, that's just a coincidence. Yeah, she cannot as believe she's trying to get into Zach's pants. Oh yeah. Yeah, and she's also here's the thing. She so she's so so Jennifer Connelly is engaged to the assistant manager at the. You have to say not Jennifer Connelly. Not at the not Jennifer Connelly, um the the faux uh faux Connelly. You can just Uh, pick a Jennifer Connelly movie and go with it. Um uh Labyrinth because you know yeah first and the best. Uh uh she uh uh she's engaged I guess. To the assistant manager. Yeah, to not Scott Baio. And yes, not Scott Baio. Yes, absolutely. Really fucking looked like him. Yep. And. Uh, but he was not in charge of our days and our nights, <laughs> nor our wrongs and our rights, <laughs> because I don't want that guy in charge of me. <laughs> uh, so um, we have not Jennifer Connolly. Not Scott Baio. Engaged and not Scott Baio. But she's the assistant manager out of convenience. Right, because she needs a man who's going to basically pay her bills and give her security, which is the only reason why she's with him, I guess. Because, like Destiny's Child, all she cares about are bills, bills, bills. Yes. Are you going to pay my telephone bills? Yes. (laughs) Though she should know better because she. Should isn't this how she got into that no pickle scrubs. in the first place? Like she, she even says fucking for convenience. Yeah, yeah, that's how she got prego. Yeah, they, I will oh, say story. Oh my god! So <laughs> when they approached this, it was the greatest thing because I'm sitting here and I'm like Saturday morning television. How are they going to explain to an audience how she got pregnant? Because really, I'm like they're not going to say that they had sex. There's no way they're going to say that. My boyfriend was silly. He didn't rap his willy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'd die if that happened. But obviously that didn't. Instead, it was a, there was a mistake that happened. <laughs> Nobody can see my face right now, but I'm looking around suspiciously. <laughs> it was a mistake. That, you know, maybe you shouldn't say that in earshot of your fucking kid. Yeah, that's right. She's saying this right, right next this, to you, and yeah, you're talking kid, about the how kid is right there. Yes, <laughs> I would love her the father kid, and I. I would love the the kid to look up and be like, "What are you talking about? You were a mistake, you little shit. <laughs> you were a mistake, Jennifer, which is her real name in the show." Uh, yeah, but she the the story she tells. She's like, "I was in high school. I was a senior, and." You okay? You're boinging over there? Yeah, I'm boinging. But she's like, I was in high school. I was a senior. And he was my high school sweetheart. And then life happened. Is that a way Is that a way of saying that you guys had unprotected sex and yeah. nine months later you realized you were in trouble? No, no. Mistake. But she said... Mistake. But she even said, I couldn't get rid of Jennifer. She implied... Yeah. She implied... Either, she couldn't give her up. 
Yes, but that that that's two connotations, and they're yeah. both really. I mean, it sound it sounds like give her up for adoption. You were. That's what I assumed. That's what she was saying. I couldn't give her up. I couldn't okay. give her away. All right. Let, let's just leave it there. Not, uh. not get political. All right. Um, no, but it's just like she's literally. So basically, you and your high school boyfriend had sex, which happens. And then you We've got pregnant. Seen fast times ever. And it's high. like, honestly, I'm curious if she would call that night a mistake if she didn't get pregnant. And literally the only reason why she's calling it a mistake is because she got pregnant, which means you're saying that the pregnancy was a mistake in front of your four-year-old. Yeah. Well, what happened? Well, we were in the back of his Volkswagen Beetle and... Uh, it was two minutes. I think you're being a little generous. I'm sorry. It was 30 seconds. <laughs> Still too generous. Peter Gabriel music was It was in was and out, on. man. It was in and out. Peter Gabriel music was playing and it wasn't romantic like In Your Eyes. It was Shock the Monkey. Yeah. Uh, Sledgehammer. Yeah, it was just interesting how they skirted around it. And and for a Saturday morning made for TV I mean, movie. it's a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of a serious, sensitive issue. Especially for the 90s. Yeah. 90s and Saturday morning kids TV. Yeah, they're, they're supposed to be like preaching abstinence now. Right. And it's like, so what am I supposed to take away from this? Uh, kids are mistakes? I guess. I mean, I feel like that's the lesson it's teaching me. Also, if you meet a guy in Hawaii, he will leave you and give your kid abandonment issues. <laughs> yeah, because he's so sweet to the kid. And and the, and the, he was genuinely willing to like give up his life for her. Yeah, and so when Zach and Slater are getting changed in the the boys changing room of this luau because yeah. i guess they had time to build an actual changing area sure he's like yeah i'm gonna stay here and i'm gonna be a dad and slater's like are you sure about that preppy <laughs> gotta go hang out with my friend who invented girls gone wild anyway bye yeah no but slater's like no that's really sweet but don't do that <laughs> yeah and even um uh labyrinth is like um that's really sweet, but don't do that. Yeah, that that's a dream that you don't want to requiem for, yeah. bud. But you know, uh, and then and she's and not Jennifer Connelly is like, uh, but you you go you go to school and you go live your life, and if you still love me, you can look me up. And we all know what happened. If you listen to Zach Morris's trash, Zach Morris's trash, and we never see her again because she probably fucking killed herself. Zach Morris is trash. Fucking love those. Um, new season already uh, just They're started. Hilarious, and they are so accurate. But he is such a sociopath. Yeah, like him. And Though he wasn't super sociopathic in this. They get like a little bit, but they get people to leave this nice resort to go to Kelly's grandpa's shitty resort. I'm, but to save it, to save it. But like the inside of it, yeah, the dining room looked nice, but. The hotel rooms themselves, they probably Shitty. look I like will say shit. this, though. Here's the thing. Uh, the reason why I argue that um, Zach isn't as sociopathic in this one, because he didn't cause the demise of the hotel in the first place. And then now he's creating all these shenanigans to fix it. And I think that's the key difference here, <laughs> is that he's not at fault for the initial problems. Do you know what they should have done? They should have replaced Screech in this episode with Breckenmeyer and from Franklin and Bash. And oh yeah because like he is totally franklin and bash in this episode yeah 
forget what, if he's Franklin or Bash. I so don't I'm know. I'm just gonna act like it. I don't that, remember. The, I remember liking it. I don't. I didn't watch the whole thing. The show. But. The first season was really good. Yeah. Do you know who was on that show? Kumail Nanjiani. Really? Yeah. Hmm. He was one of the leads. I wonder if it's streaming anywhere. I should rewatch it. Although I think I only watched some of the first season and then that was it. Yeah, but like that show is if Zach grew up to be a lawyer. Yeah, which let's face it, especially after this episode. He would make a great lawyer. Yeah, much better than uh, than Mr. Corporate Espionage. Do you know what they should have fully titled this? Because this felt like a John Grisham novel. <laughs> <laughs> this should have been John Grisham's Say by the Bell Hawaiian style. Really? Because like to spy on the... <laughs> the um land developers who own this hotel they hide cameras in the wall and they're dressing up in costumes and getting files i mean the whole i mean the amount the number of crimes to count in this episode is astronomical i mean you've got one you've got a lawyer who's creating one espionage two um betraying attorney client privilege three he's working for two clients that have conflicting interests i mean it's just it's endless and then you have uh the gang illegally recording uh this is a, totally. a group of people and then you have like destruction of government property i'm pretty sure trespassing um uh, breaking and entering it's a john grisham novel i this, mean it's really okay. insane it's actually very similar to the plot of the rainmaker except no one's dying of leukemia ah interesting like they're using different techniques to catch these people in a in in a lie in the rainmaker the one they do uh the other lawyers are tampering with their phones they're they're tapping their phones so they make it seem like they're jury tampering and they do something similar in this they, they do the jury tampering with the deed of the land yeah so like this is literally a john grisham novel <laughs> hey maybe that's how they got the idea it really would not surprise me because this was what 92 92 no, 92, later than that 93 the show ended in 93. Really? Or 94. It started in the 80s? 89. It only had four seasons. No, I thought it had six. Because Good Morning Miss Bliss was like the first episode. That's not considered Saved by the Bell. Like, it became Saved oh. by the Bell. But the first season... I don't know. You know, I guess I think I feel like it went on for so much longer. Because you had all of the movies. And then, you know, they got married they, in Vegas. Well, that was Saved by the Bell the college years. That's another season. I guess. So I feel like, okay, I feel like the whole thing took place over seven seasons. It did take a place over several years. But yes, Saved by the Bell itself. Okay. Yeah. So the actual Kelly Kapowski, Jesse Spano years were four seasons. Gotcha. The Tory years. Yeah. Were, was another season in itself. Well, and then there was also Leah Remini. (laughs) That was. Was that also? Malibu Sands Beach Club. That was another summer thing okay but instead I of being I can't keep the sheets shit straight this i know like, saved by the bell a tragic amount i remember honestly um, i want to show the next day by the bell i want to do a tory episode and have Haley watch it so she'll be like liana creel who is this where is <laughs> jesse and where's kelly uh i really did love leah remini though she w- okay, i loved of, her of all of zach's girlfriends she was my favorite she was the best yeah like and I think she, part of that has to do with the fa- and no offense. I mean I think um, him and Kelly. Tiffany, are him and Kelly. Well, 
Well, yeah. And I think Tiffany Amber Thiessen, I mean, obviously they're all kids, you know, whatever. They're young, they're new in their acting careers. They're all teenagers having intercourse. Right. Um, but I think Leah Remini is one of the best actresses that has been on the show. And she genuinely cared about Zach. Yeah. She did not cheat with him, cheat on him with Jeff, the manager. Right. Uh, Fucking Jeff. Oh, that guy, he was in Starship Troopers. I don't know what that is. The movie Starship Troopers, the one with Neil Patrick Harris fighting aliens with Denise Richards. What? This sounds that sounds so wacky. It's a satire on war. Cool. And it's got Casper Van Dien as the main guy. I don't know who that is. Remember Sleepy Hollow the movie? With Johnny Depp? Yeah. Vaguely. He was Brom. That doesn't help me. The guy who was in love with Christina Ricci who threatened vaguely. Johnny Depp. I vaguely remember that. Well, yeah. he He's in that. It, it's a star-studded cast of B-list actors except for Neil Patrick Harris. Right. Um, but the guy who played Jeff was the guy who gets his brain sucked out. Who is Jeff? What are we talking about? Jeff the I'm manager so on Saved by the Bell. The one who cheated on who cheated on Kelly who cheated on Kelly. He was the manager of the Max who had an affair with Kelly. Oh, yeah. And then he cheated on Kelly in the fake ID episode. Oh, yeah. Cool. We were talking about right, how uh, Leah Remney was I'm the best. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right. I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> but yeah, Leah Remney. Took me Re- a minute. Honestly, I think it would go Leah Remney and then Rocketeer for the two best girlfriends of Zach. Sure. I kind I did like, I like Tori as a character. Um, as a character, not necessarily his ex girlfriend, but as a character, they just didn't fit because I did not. No, they didn't mesh at all. They didn't make sense as a couple. But I liked her as a character itself. Oh, of course, Tori is great. Yeah, I, I liked Tori better as Screech's fake girlfriend. Yeah, but they made, but no, Tori and Zach made no sense as a couple because Tori is way too smart and badass to be she dating a been, shit like Zach. Morris. She would have been better with Slater. Yeah, because she's very similar to Jesse. Yeah. Like, that was their way of having Jesse and Zach be together, but it wasn't Jesse. Yeah. Though I did, I did love, I've always loved how much, um, uh, how good of friends Zach and Jesse are. Yeah. Without having any romantic, like, they are two, it's a, a boy and a girl with a completely platonic friendship. But then they ruined that. When? The, am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dorks. Um, what? When they do the Snow White musical, the rap musical. What? Kelly is the wicked stepmother. I do not remember this at all. Are you making this up? Nope. This sounds made up. No, because Zach is the prince. Sure. Jesse becomes Snow White and they have to kiss. Oh, this vaguely sounds familiar. And yeah. And then. And it's like awkward, right? Because then they kiss and there's like, they share a moment. Yeah, and then they realize it was nothing. Yeah. But Zach gets around because he's basically the made out with... The boy gets around. Let's hear it for the boy. Because um, he, he's made out with Kelly. Yeah. Lisa. Yeah. Tori. I forgot he made out with Lisa. Yep. Yeah. Like... He's a slut. He's a man slut. He a fuck boy. <laughs> man, that Zach, he really knows how to get nerds. Man whore. But yeah, like Zach, Zach and Tori didn't make sense. 
Zach and Requiem for a Dream. They make sense, even though it's icky. Cause, yeah, yeah. Um, but going back to Kelly's arc, when she realizes that when she's with Mister Felony, yeah, when Felony, when she's with Teen Witch, like when she realizes he lied to her, she then starts like she could botch this whole thing. Yeah, because she now is getting upset around him, and you can tell. Yeah. So yeah. Oh no, who we haven't even talked about. Her grandpa is played by Dean Jones mm-hmm. from, he was in the Shaggy DA. He was a Disney actor. He was in Herbie the Love Bug. Really? Yeah. And I kept making this joke and you didn't get it. No. He was in the original company of company. He was in the original Broadway cast of company, which is what they based co-op the musical from documentary now on. And he played his character, was supposed to be the high on cocaine guy in mm-hmm. in co-op. Nice. So every time he came on, I was like, hey, want to hear being alive? Want to hear not getting married today? <laughs> oh, uh, man. Also, um, sorry, dumbest guy ever. Because you clearly did not check into this lawyer before you hired him, number one. Number two, like, I get like... There was some kind of confusion with the loan extension paperwork. Right. And he didn't send it to the right guy. And I know that the lawyer like was trying to fuck him over on it. Right. But the the lawyer did sign the paper. I mean, he did send it to the paper and the The loan. Yeah. Fuck. He sent the papers to the lawyer and the lawyer just lost them. Right. Like, and they also tried to make it seem like it was because he was old and then they he's said not that fucking old either. He was 65. Yeah, but to te- but to, you know, preteens watching this, he's right. old as shit. Yeah, like in the 90s, we talked about this last week on Bobby's World. To say someone was in their 50s was like, "Oh my god, they're so old." Yeah. And that's what they act here like, "Oh, he he's 65. You need to retire." No, people are now retiring in their 70s yeah well let's hold on well people are doing that out of necessity not necessarily because they want to keep i know but but they're treating him like he's so old yeah that he's too old to continue working yeah and And, well but i mean we have a nice reconciliation with that because you know uh because kelly gets convinced by the lawyer to convince her grandfather that he should sell and then at the end he's like no i don't i want to keep doing this this is what i love to do this is what makes me happy which was kind of nice (laughs) yeah but once again he's not that old no he's not that old. like it's not like he's senile and losing his mind and Oh, no, what we haven't talked about, and I've never talked about it anytime I've done a Say by the Bell episode. I've never talked about A.C. Slater's Jerry Curl. <laughs> and I'm only bringing it up because last week we were wa- talking about Bobby's world and how his hair looks like Prince Solenglow. I was literally going to say, considering you just played your ringtone for me, it's just. Yeah, he, he looks like Prince Solenglow. Yeah. Just let your soul go. Just let it shine through. And like AC Slater's hair, I still never understood why they gave him that mullet in the nineties when like that type of hairstyle was mid eighties. That hairstyle was never ever a good idea. Him and him and Howie Mandel were hanging out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. Oh, can I point out something you said that... What? Was it funny? Was I hilarious? It was unintentionally funny. Oh. When when Slater shows up as room service... With these big glasses and a big furry mustache. You said, he looks like Mario. And I said, he is Mario. At which point I looked at you and started dying laughing that I didn't intentionally make that joke. Because his name is Mario Lopez. But he looked like Mario from Mario and Luigi. He even sounded like Captain Lou Albano, who was the voice of Mario. Yeah, like it literally, I was like, it's fucking Mario. And then you're like, yeah. I'm, it, yes, it's Mario Lopez. Oh, I'm hilarious sometimes. <laughs> and uh, when Jesse... Once again, where are they getting these wigs and where where is and these where mustaches is the, where and this like Where is the Hawaiian uh, costume shop that is next to these hotels so conveniently? That Zach's all of probably these taking right out his giant I mean, cell phone Jessie's, and making right. a call. Jesse's full on wearing a fat suit. She's wearing a full on fat suit, full wig. She's supposed to be like some old Swedish cleaning lady. Oh, I was getting. I thought she was supposed to be like a German like oh, Nazi lady. I don't know. Something like that. Something Eastern European. Yeah, something very offensive. Yes. Oh, the, oh my God. Speaking of, I mean, this whole fucking movie was offensive. I mean, talk about uh, offensive to the Polynesian people. Jesus Christ. They treat Screech like he is a god. Literally. And, and they're literally going to him to save them. And not to mention the fact that at the end, when the hotel owner, when uh, Kelly's grandfather is going to keep the hotel, he gives all of the locals jobs. I mean, including the amount of like white saviorship in this show. I'm sitting here and I'm like, white man's going to save the day and white man saving the day. White man saving the day. White man saving the day. But who does he make the manager of the new hotel? (gasps) Not Jennifer Connelly. Yep. House of Sand and Fog gets a yes. hotel of Sand and Fog. Yes. So now all of the um, Polynesian locals who have been desperately trying to keep their land, which is rightfully theirs, went have from- Have to share their land went, again. Went from went from uh, being service workers by driving cabs. They all, all, all of them, all of them drove cabs to now all of them working as service workers in a hotel. Yeah. And they- <laughs> Uh, remember what he said? He's like, oh, well, they know how to make good stews, so guess they're going to be my chefs. Jesus fucking Christ. That is bordering on not just offensive, but slave labor. Yeah. He is not a good grandpa. I love how she's like, oh, but my grandpa, he's just such a sweet old man, and ever since grandma died, are you sure about that? Like, your grandpa is clearly a terrible man, hiding everything with a smile yeah he promises uh he promises higher learning uh i said that because he told her to go back to college Mm. yeah so not jennifer conley gets to go to college run the hotel yeah even though she has no management experience whatsoever do you know what she was do you remember what she was uh i know she worked at the hotel as like uh she was the water ski instructor Right. You're getting no wonder why he has financial problems. He's gonna let the water ski in. No, he doesn't know how to run a fucking business. He hires a bunch of uh, a bunch of people without interviewing any of them to see what their skills are and putting them in right positions. Just he just gives them all jobs. Because he no- needs to hire somebody. 
Jeez. I mean, you know, it's no wonder why his business went into foreclosure. I, I just want to see like their senior year. They're like, hey, are we going to go back to uh, your grandpa's hideaway? Because that it's called the Hideaway Hotel. Right. Uh, no, sorry, guys. Grandpa uh, doesn't have the hotel anymore. Well, he hired. We worked so hard to keep it for him. Well, he hired all the wrong people, and then he spent all the money on booze and hookers. He killed himself. Yep, that tracks. They found him inside his uh, love bug. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, it's tough too with with shows like this because obviously. They are made for the age that they came from. Right. So it's it's hard to watch these things. Not only and it's not only just about them in the time that they're in, but also being as a being coming now from the perspective as an adult versus a kid when I would have watched this. And you have a very different perspective on things. And not to mention the fact that aside from like you have all the racial insensitivity and then you have all of like the mild sexual harassment and also all of the really creepy shit with like the adults wanting to fuck the children. <laughs> well, when when uh, not Jennifer Conley's boyfriend shows up to the to the airport to pick her up in the limo, not Scott Bale. Yes, when not Chachi shows up. Do you remember what he says he has waiting in the car? Hot food. Hot what the fuck is that? Hot snacks. Hot snacks. Does he mean hot snatch? I was like, is that what he calls his penis? <laughs> I would like, what else does he mean? What is it? What is a hot snack that you've brought into the limo? Is he, t- does he have like a mini microwave in there and there's like hot pockets? I don't know. Did he I go through a drive through? Is there like a, a bucket of chicken in there? Like <laughs> I went through, I went through the drive through. I hope you like Mickey D's. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. It's very strange. Very weird. Um, I also want to I want to make sure that we touch on the only thing that I found funny in this whole movie that they get Mr. Belding involved in one of the schemes. Yes, that's and it was by far. So, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. He's dressed up as a nutty professor. He's wearing this crazy wig and he's like building times 20 with the voice. And it's like, hey, 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 what is going on here? Oh my God. Yes. And there was, I'm trying to think of how it went, but so he's, he's talking to, um, to not Brad powers yeah, and, uh, and he's explaining about the land or whatever. And I forget what, uh, not Brad powers says, wait, but that's impossible. So you're telling me that, uh, the land doesn't, uh, they're building, are uh, the Royal Pacific guys building his land, uh, building his hotels on land that doesn't belong to him? And he goes, whatever. <laughs> and it's just his his delivery was just so perfect. It was literally the only time I genuinely laughed at something genuinely funny in the whole movie. Because it was just, it was just, the delivery was just perfect. It was like, all right. <laughs> whatever. Moving on. I got to keep with this ruse. And it was just also, and then his whole impression was just of this nutty professor was just so over the top. He looked like, so do you remember the old Disney sing-along VHSs? Uh, no, I don't think I the, had those. The Disney duck professor had the crazy hair. Never, I'll show I thought he you. reminded me more of Robin Williams and Flubber. Um, no. <laughs> Maybe I'm remembering that movie wrong. No, you're, you're remembering it right, but... Uh. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's an insult to Flubber. I'm sorry. I apologize. 
lover. Uh, and, and the memory of Weebo. I'm sorry. Oh, Weebo. That's right, Weebo. That makes me <laughs> Poor Jody Benson. Um, uh, yeah, it was just, it was by far the only, the only genuinely funny thing in the whole movie. Was, whatever. Was that it was just, well, whatever. And then he just kept on going like, whatever, don't think about it. It just doesn't matter. Let's just move on. You're thinking about it. Why are you thinking about it? <laughs> also, we thought that, that Lisa was going to have like something a, to do in the, the fourth act or the fourth episode because um, she's done nothing the entire time. Episode three. Except by microwave meals. Right. That's literally <laughs> all she's done. Episode three or arc three, whatever you want to call it, of the TV movie ends with her overhearing brad and she looks pissed off but then like when they're talking she is back to being in you know a moron right and she doesn't do anything about it until it comes up in conversation of which she's immediately accused of spying on kelly and not brad powers yeah and they're like uh do you hear what she is saying she's saying that she knew that he was gonna do this yeah and then it's like, oh, suddenly they realize. And then Zach steps in with a harebrained scheme to save the day. <sighs> he really, though, I mean, you have to admit, he was by far the least, like, megalomaniacal. I don't know how to say that word right now. The megalomaniacal. Megal me yes. Yeah. I can't say it right now. I'm like... A megalomaniac. Tired drunk. Um, uh, he... He is not a sociopath. From he the, is he is the least amount of cuckoo, manipulative, psycho douche. Of the Patrick Bateman he is, he is the least Patrick Bateman. Yeah, because he's like genuinely sweet to... Like he is. He's genuinely sweet to not Jennifer Connelly and her daughter. And he's genuinely trying to come up... Obviously, it's a harebrained scheme because it's saved by the bell. And it wouldn't be saved by the bell without some crazy harebrained scheme. But he is genuinely trying to help kelly's grandfather saved this hotel but he's also trying to find a career opportunity into the pants of his requiem for a dream girl yeah wow if this is my house i'd tell you to get out <laughs> uh yeah uh yeah mm. i just wanted to see how many 80s jennifer Connelly movies so his career opportunity for his rocketeer of a girlfriend mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just hits the hot spot, and he's really inventing the Abbots. Good Lord, man. I'll show myself out. Please do. Please do. I don't care that I don't live here. You can go. <laughs> because he's in love with her for her beautiful mind. Fuck you. <laughs> Comma, uh. <laughs> Favorite thing that they used to do on a blockbuster video thing is they would say the name of the movie and if it had a the or a mm -hmm. they would do the common it would be yeah you know in a weird way i kind of miss blockbuster in just like a because we can't browse movies the way we used to no it was always fun to go to a blockbuster and also, video and then also if they didn't have the movie that you wanted you had to choose another movie and you didn't have a choice so it forced you to possibly watch a movie you wouldn't ordinarily watch because the one you wanted to see wasn't there yeah and then you would have to go up to the counter and ask them to put your name on a list for when that movie came in and it was so exciting so you would get a phone call and be like uh miss Sa miss Saverin, uh your copy of meatballs is waiting for <gasps> is you it really oh my god oh my god we have to go right now dad dad get the keys we gotta go to blockbuster let's get a pizza from holiday because there was a restaurant called holiday right next to the blockbuster they were so smart 
uh, where I grew up that the Blockbuster video was right next door to a Papa Gino's. Nice. And well, on the up, and on the other side, ours, yeah. And on the other side was a Chinese food restaurant. Smart. And across the street was a McDonald's, a Burger King, and a Wendy's. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Fucking smart. Yeah. Right. We either we either went always to Blockbuster, which was obviously the big chain, and then there was the creepy. Uh, not chain video s- rental store. We had Superstar which was Video. Like, I think it was called like Two Time Video or Two. Re- I know, which sounds way worse. So I don't think it was that. Or like Two Real Video or something. Blasting in your and face it was video. In this, like it was in this like weird like shopping like like this weird strip mall but it was just like only like three stores but it was the only one that was in business and like it was super old and really kind of creepy and there was a section in the back that you weren't allowed to go near (laughs) and which i don't remember that being in blockbuster but i remember it was very distinctly and like there were like creepy dudes in there because obviously they were going to the back which i'll tell you you a story i'll tell you a story off mic okay uh but for the record i did not know what that like secret area in the back was <laughs> until I watched Gilmore Girls and there was a big thing about the video store in Gilmore Girls and them wanting to put a curtain up for like the wait not- I want to go through the and I'm like, and then I'm like oh shit there was porn in there <laughs> huh the more you know <laughs> yeah but. Say by the Bell Hawaiian style was one of the things I actually always rented from Blockbuster. Really? Yeah. And then um, the Say by the Bell uh, wedding in Las Vegas. I loved that one. I hated that one. Really? I think I loved it because finally Zach and Kelly were getting married. Though there was a lot of upsetting stuff with Jesse and her dad getting remarried. Wasn't it her dad getting remarried or nope. her mom got remarried? Nope. That was an episode of the show. Wedding in Las but it Vegas. Was, but they weren't in high school. It was filmed somewhere else. I thought no, it was... No, it was when they were in high school. Oh. Honey, uh, Wedding in Las Vegas was... Jessie wasn't in it till the very end because she was filming Showgirls. Oh. And she showed up. What an awful career move. Well, okay, so you have to think about the guy who directed Showgirls also directed RoboCop and Total Recall I fucking love Total Recall. Like it's Paul Verhoeven. He had like a really good track record. Yeah. So to get the the call that you were going to be in a Paul Verhoeven movie, yeah, she probably thought it was going to make her career. Yeah. And they turned down, which I know it's like obviously you can't foresee those things, but it's just it's unfortunate. I mean, for her, you know, it's just it ruined her career. It really did. Actually. Which is just, and it's kind of interesting because I feel like if that kind of thing happened now, it wouldn't. But because of the time it was that you're a wholesome person doing this stripper movie, that's what ruins you in Hollywood Imagine at that time. Well, yeah, the, the weird part is it ruined her career, but it didn't ruin Gina Gershon or Kyle MacLachlan's career. But imagine being Elizabeth Berkeley and getting the script and like having questions being like, so in this scene, I do him in the pool and on the chair and in the bedroom and then the living room and on a glass table. <laughs> yeah. I I can't take full credit for that. It was I took that from when Seth MacFarlane and Alex Borstein did their sketch comedy variety show mm. and she was B. Arthur. 
<laughs> and as B. Arthur, she's like, so the 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 swimming pool, the jacuzzi, the glass table. Literally, the only thing aside from Showgirls that I've seen Elizabeth Berkley in was that movie with um, Victor Garber and um, Annie. Go- no, Victor Garber and Goldie Hawn and uh, oh my God, um, Annie Hall. Diane, not Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. I have no idea. Oh, my oh God. you're talking about First Wives Club. Yes. Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah. My, my Miller, brain has stopped. Goldie Hawn, Diane Keaton. It was yeah. Diane Keaton. Yeah. The First Wives Club was um, Goldie Hawn was married to Victor Garber and he was with. Right. Elizabeth and then who was the other one? Sarah, oh, Jes- Betty, I, Sarah Jessica Parker. No, not Sarah Jessica Parker. It was um, Bette, Bette Midler. Midler. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Brain stopped. Don't tell me what to do. And don't tell me what to say. Uh, yeah. That movie got Jennifer uh, Lawrence in trouble, actually. First Wise Club? Yeah, because in her speech for the Golden Globes, when she won her first Golden Globe, she said, says, I beat Meryl. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, but well, she's never... <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence hasn't exactly made the best career moves, public image-wise, either. Yeah. Yeah, but so um, Elizabeth Berkley in this doesn't really have much to do. No, all she's doing is fighting with Slater, which is trying not to fight with Slater. Oh, right, because Lisa has bet money that they would. But once again, those two are just going up to their rooms, (laughs) getting their freak on. Yes, it's like a Missy Elliott video. Video, (laughs) video. They're getting their freak on. Yeah. Um. But poor, poor um, Screech in this. Who doesn't understand that if you walk on the beach while walking in the surf, your feet might get wet? That is shit. a pet peeve that drives me crazy. Okay, I'm sorry, but are you as dumb? Are you a dumb okay. fucking shit that you would no, walk? No, it's, in, it's people in who surf? wear people who wear shoes and socks on the beach when they know they're going to the beach to swim, like. And walking in the fucking surf. Haley and I will go to Rockport for the day and we'll um we'll walk by the beach. And we usually wear sandals, but if we're wearing shoes and socks, no, I don't go near the water. Because you're not a dumb fucking shit. Cause oh, water, if I'm standing right next to it and I'm walking in the wet sand, maybe my feet will get wet. And so he's walking in the sand. Wet and socks make me so then, angry. Okay, but I'm angry at the fact that he's so fucking dumb that he's like the dumbest smart person on the planet. And he's so he his feet get wet and he step he he starts like jumping up and down as though he's surprised his feet got wet while walking in the water. <laughs> Fuck you. Do you think that him and him and Lisa like get drunk? Oh, they po- totally fuck. Okay. There is way too much of them back and forth of him totally in love with her. And so it's clearly like a, a, a shame, a shame bang for her. She's uh, like, I was so drunk at that party. Don't tell anyone, please. Oh yeah. Please. It's a total like Gina Boyle thing, but like worse. Yeah. She's my sister and my lover. <laughs> oh my God. I fucking love Brooklyn. Nine-Nine. But 
how the hell does Screech become a god? So I guess the Polynesian people grab him. I don't know other ways to... What's the name of their tribe? The Poco Loco? No. Poco Poco? Loco is from Coco. Acapulco? Um, Coconut? I'm sorry. I'm probably sounding very offensive. Kapuku. Pakuku. Pakuku? Pakuku. Is this made up or is this a real thing? I have no idea. But I'm v- I, I apologize. But it was called Pakuku Stew. Okay. I apologize if I'm offending anyone. It is not my intent. Well, there goes our Polynesian fan <laughs> base. Thanks a bunch. <laughs> I'm very sorry. It is my deepest We apologies. are so sorry, guys. We'll do they Moana are, soon. They, are, they have been, just like so many other other cultures they have been horribly ostracized and and treated terribly by history and by by the present too right and they gave us so many wonderful things we have moana we have keanu reeves god i love keanu reeves i know you love him i just imagine you like that so there's that clip from um from crazy rich asians of him coming through in slow-mo uh always be my maybe was that what it's from? Always be my baby. Yeah. Why did I decide he was in Crazy Rich Asians? I don't know. It's not my fault that you're terrible. Big fancy dinners. That's what it is. Because it's at a big fancy restaurant and they have like big fancy dinners. Right. Um. Uh. And um, he's just you know he's walking in slow mo and I can just feel like if you were to ever see him just like on the street in real life that you would only ever see him walking in slow mo. I feel like if I met him, I would turn into Troy from Community, Donald Glover's character. He wants a signed autograph of LeVar Burden, but doesn't want to meet him because he would be too afraid because he loves him so much. Yeah. And he just stares at LeVar Burden like, <laughs> that would be me meeting Keanu Reeves. I would yeah. just stare at him the whole time and be yeah. like. Um. Well, so anyways, so uh, the. Yeah, go back p- to Ruin. P- p- ru- Pukuku? Pukuku. Okay. Yes. The Pukuku tribe, Pukuku people, come and basically kidnap Screech and Lisa, and they take him into a field, and interestingly, do no not- No one dies. No one dies, and no one gets fucked. So, really boring. But uh, there's this, essentially a statue of Screech that was some ancient ancestor, and I'm sorry, this is the whitest boy on the beach and there is no way that this statue of the this ancestor whose descendant you're waiting for was anything but a white boy. And it's just like very strange. It's also it's like really I mean, if we really take a step back, it's very, very bizarre that they're painting these people as somebody who worships this guy who's clearly white. It's just very it's really, really fucking gross. Well, they literally worship the white man. <laughs> The, the thing that it's I, fucking disgusting. The thing that I find the most unbelievable about Screech in this episode is that he goes with it. No, is that Kelly allows him to pick her up when they're playing chicken in the water. Yeah, and because and uh, she's on his shoulders. Yeah, I was like, nope. That's the most unbelievable thing about this entire episode. Yeah, like Mister Belding would be doing it first before. Yeah. Also, it was really creepy when. Um, Kelly goes, Mr. Belding, why don't you and I talk? Um, oh, and then they went and fucked in a hotel room? <laughs> you mean that? You mean that? That creepy part? She's she's like, here, let's go make a phone call to to find out if my grandpa has room at his hotel. Only if he'll suck my dick. <laughs> hey, 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 what is going on here? I like it. 
Mr. Belding is so creepy in this episode. Mr. Belding's always fucking creepy. Like, have you have you ever heard the um the fan theory or film theory that Mr. Belding is actually like a science teacher and this is an experiment he created all of these kids and no but i love that idea and like this is a fever dream for him and he's like dying jacob slatter style that makes so much more fucking sense than yeah. anything in this show also the there's a theory that uh screech is like tyler durden like like zach is his tyler oh, durden ooh. and he and his manifestation is screech but he looks like zach interesting like the whole cameron ferris bueller argument yeah i mean there's not much to say like when when they use the tape recorder the video recorder i thought that screech was accidentally gonna record over it and screw up for them but they don't they didn't do that yeah like the resolution is so easy um teen witch so of course it's so easy it's fucking saturday morning television yeah teen witch gets disbarred (laughs) Seriously, what the actual fuck is with this guy? Why did nobody be like, you should not be a lawyer because you have too many conflicts of interest. Also, your shit with attorney-client privilege. Also, espionage. Also, you're a bad lawyer. And um, I love how the the guy who owns that hotel chain is like, that wasn't a real deed. And Zach's like, you'll never find out. Well, by saying that. And that works. How, how, how does that, and that works. And he sells back the hotel (laughs) to Kelly's grandpa. How does this work? I have no idea, but Zach would make an excellent lawyer. Yes, he would. And I think he should have just stayed on the island, opened up his own law firm. It makes the most sense that in, in, I don't know. Did we ever find out what he majored in college? The college years I feel like ended before we. Yeah, we never found out, but like. I feel like he would in the new reboot. Apparently, he becomes governor of California. Hey, you know what though? Maybe he became a but lawyer before he became governor. I thought he ended up becoming the 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 lore was that he became a principal of Bayside. That's so. After I Mr. mean, I get it, but also, yeah, it's weird. I feel like I'm sorry. I like I get that. I feel like Zach would never become a principal. I feel like he's far too egotistical for that. And he would never want to be stuck in a high school with a bunch of kids. Yeah. He would want much bigger, important minions to control and create shenanigans with. And that's the thing. If he's a principal, he can't create shenanigans. But if he's the governor, oh, that's all politicians do is create shenanigans. This is going to just turn into Benson, the TV show. <laughs> um, so as we get to the end, how many bagels? Ooh, that's tough because it's inherently bad TV. <laughs> right. Um, but it's also Save the Bell. Well, I'm giving at least two. You keep saying Save the Bell. Do I really? Yeah. It's because I'm tired drunk. It's I'm tired drunk. Drunk tired. I'm so tired I'm drunk. Is that what it is? Drunk tired? Drunk tired. I'm so tired I can't even say drunk tired tired <laughs> drunk right. Um, I have to give at least two for Belding's comedic impression of the Nutty Professor because it was genuinely funny and it did actually make me laugh. Yeah, I mean, also, House of Sand and Fog. What? Jennifer Connelly. Oh, yeah. Not Jennifer Connelly. You know, I would say uh, there were a couple of, you know, decent points. Also, Teen Witch Brad Powers is in this. (laughs) 
And that got me super excited. Yeah, but then it made me think about that scene where him and uh, Teen Witch go into that creepy, like, like murder house to make out and he takes his yeah. clothes off and yeah. it's really gross. Because he's basically been possessed. Right. And she was basically about to rape him. Yes. Because that's how that Are works. Are we going to just add an extra bagel for, for, for a, a movie that we're not even talking about? <laughs> well, Teen Witch is... Teen, there's a Teen it, Witch reference because the actor happened to be in it. So there's a bagel. Also... <laughs> and an extra bagel for Zelda Rubenstein. Yeah, a bagel for all the Jennifer Connelly references. Um, uh, I, you know... It's tough because I love Saved by the Bell. But also, this wasn't typical shenanigans. Also, this is kind of bad. You know, I'm just going to go with six. Okay. I'm just going to go with six and I'm going to sit with it. I can't say specifically why other than the fact that I know that there's at least two for for Belding's um, Nutty Professor thing. And then four because it's not awful. Yes. Yeah, I'm going with seven. Seven or eight. All right. Cool. So we're not too I'll far apart. I'll do 7.5. All right. Cool. We're I mean, too far I, apart. A sliced I, bagel. It, it's, I took out some because... Zach should not be touching that little girl. It's really creepy that he keeps like holding her like it's his child. I mean, it's a little, it's a little, he's a little too, I don't get like a, an inappropriate no, vibe, it, but more of just like a, you just met this kid. My, Why my, the fuck are you touching is, her? Is, like stranger danger. It's Mine's part that, but also the fact that she's a little kid, she's four, and she's impressionable because she doesn't have a father. Yeah. And he's being a piece of trash by taking advantage of the single mother. Yeah. I'm just trying to say this now so when I tag Funny or Die and Zach Morris is trash, mm-hmm. that that the tagline is, Zach Morris seduces a single mother and abandons her. <laughs> I feel like that's the only way to describe this. this. That was literally in my blockbuster description. Yeah. Pretty much. Not that succinct, but... Yeah, this is what I imagine. It would be like, Zach Morris is trash. Zach and the gang go to Hawaii. They show up, and, oh my God, Herbie Fully Loaded is playing the ukulele. But Zach decides to be a creep and hit on a girl because he's hoping that if he plays his cards right, he's going to get a BJ in the back of a coconut grove. (laughs) (laughs) But then, all of a sudden, for no apparent reason, Screech is a god. Uh, Screw that. But Zach won't stop hitting on this lady. Dude, she does not want your boner truck. <laughs> You're really good at that. I've been watching so many of them. You're really good. Let's recap. Zach takes the gang to Hawaii. Zach finds a woman, uses her, uses her her references as in taking her boat, and in return, he seduces her gets the trust of her child and abandons her and we never see her again because she probably fucking killed herself (laughs) because zach morris is trash zach morris is trash we love you guys yeah i really want to tag them you're so fucking awesome (laughs) you should i'd like to think that they would appreciate the shout out well my favorite is this is just like a love fest to them when after that he did a very special episode yeah and he did the sean hunter joins a cult from yeah boy meets world <laughs> and he says that sean is hoping that if he joins the cult he'll get a hand job from these girls if he plays his cards right. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good that's good yeah the guy who created Zach Morris's trash is a genius. Oh yeah, he truly is. Yeah, 
And uh, so, yeah, 7.5 bagels. This, right. this one was actually a lot of fun to do. This was fun. This was a lot of fun to talk about. Um, I mean, the last two episodes were really fun to talk about. This one and we did the Bobby's World episode. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Bobby's World? No. Um, the Howie Mandel cartoon? No. It was the death episode. Haley had to watch it. I was going to say, I don't think you'd be able to. I wouldn't think that you'd be able to watch that. <laughs> did, were you able to watch that? That was, what do you mean? I don't know. Because I was scared of death. Yeah. It? Does that like bring up traumatic memories for you? That's the, that was the show that I watched right after my, oh yeah, right yeah, after yeah, my yeah, grandfather yeah. died yep. to, to, it, it basically let me know that he wasn't coming back. Yeah. Because I was five. I didn't understand. Yeah. And then I became, that episode actually made me terrified of death. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. That was the episode that started it. Yes. Got it. Well, it's like, I, I'm pretty sure it isn't five four or five is right around the age where you're where you're first able to comprehend the concept of death because i know i lost my my grandfather died when i was five um and it had a massive impact on me i had nightmares for months i had to go to therapy and coffins and yeah yeah i really think somebody should look into that maybe teach parents a better way to tell their kids somebody died because clearly it hasn't gone well for either of us I like to this day, I find, I mean, granted, cemeteries, I feel like are inherently creepy, but like, I literally, I'm just like, every uh, every time I've been in one, I'm just like, I'm stepping on people and I'm not okay. Like, I honestly, to explain death to me, I would have preferred them to do the lie that they tell kids about deadbeat dads, be like, oh yeah, grandpa went to the store to pick up cigarettes. (laughs) And he never came home. (laughs) I just, I remember, I remember being told that he had died but it was like there wasn't a conversation but it's you know because jews don't believe in really the afterlife so no we we do we believe well you go to hell i guess i don't know you go to heaven technically we don't believe if you celebrate yom kippur it's the only way you're going better repent (laughs) right you you go to heaven we don't believe in hell like if you're bad you just go to limbo so so i remember very distinctly being told once because I remember asking my parents this and they had said, uh, my dad had said, when you're dead, you're in the ground. That's literally what he told me. And also, I mean, he had a horrible sense of humor, like really inappropriate. So you particularly didn't know if with he people. was serious or not? Well, I, he said that and he's like, when you're dead, you're just in the ground. That's it. You're in the ground. You're buried. You're in the ground. You're warm food. You're six feet under. So it was like, I had no frame of reference to understand my grandfather being dead and like, in the ground anyways yeah thanks parents so doing that episode of bobby's world and then going right into this was yeah. a lot of fun yeah and then we have uh, also um you're talking to me so that should just be fun anyways yes you're welcome i think i'm gonna add an extra one and do wishbone for Haley. <laughs> wishbone wishbone <laughs> i remember that show <laughs> Yeah, she last episode she sang the entire theme of Wishbone on Really? The That's hilarious. Yeah. Not the whole, not the whole song. Enough. You sang enough. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, thank you for being here. This, thank you for having this was me. A lot as always. Of fun. This was a lot of fun. Yes. And it's been a little while. Yeah, and I do want you to come back for award season because uh Haley wants to do one with the three of us. And cool. I, I already know what we're doing. And it's not Ooh. the one that I told you about. Okay, I've already forgot what you... What, I, I originally said Eyes Wide Shut. I'll tease this now. Okay. 
Zodiac with Jake Gyllenhaal about you're gonna, catch- make, you're gonna make me watch that isn't that a scary movie no oh no. is that about a serial killer it's about Mark Ruffalo Jake Gyllenhaal and Robert Downey Jr. trying to hunt down the Zodiac killer okay it's not scary you promise I don't handle those well it's not scary like I will pee on your couch it's really good <laughs> it's really good okay all right yeah cool 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 so yeah it, it was either that or eyes wide shut is eyes wide shut scary well if you consider aids scary which i do well i mean it, you know <laughs> all right hey it's your podcast your call <laughs> my podcast <laughs> I'm, I'm tired drunk drunk tired uh we all know that i'm not good at picking things if if the sabrina episode and dead dogs is any indication <laughs> yeah you're not allowed to pick stuff anymore yeah just just tell me what we're watching yeah i i really want to pick one to make up for all dogs go to heaven please do i feel because like i feel like i feel like you'll watch zodiac and you're, you're gonna be like yeah there were some moments that were scary but fuck was the acting really good all right and all right, i picked cool. it because it was I the appre- best movie of that year and yeah. it did not get nominated for a single oscar all right i also i do genuinely appreciate even if it's a movie i don't like or a show i don't like or something i do appreciate when i can tell that the craft is really good and a really good director directed it okay who directed david fincher oh yeah okay i've heard of him that's how i know he's good i know the name (laughs) social network fight club yep seven fight club done the remake he really likes brad pitt huh what the remake of the girl with the dragon tattoo. Okay, I didn't see that. He does Mindhunter, the TV show Mindhunter. I haven't seen that. That's what Zodiac is what got him but to do. Fight Mind. Club. I mean, it's fucking Fight Club. Yeah, so. yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. All right. Cool. So yeah, we have that to look forward to in awesome. December. Sweet. So until next time, I'm Scott Carlin. I'm Mallory Saverin. Bye. <laughs>
Lils and Patrick are two local musicians from the New England area whose minimal accomplishments have left them thoroughly unqualified to judge bands and artists who have been more successful than they ever could be. And yet, their passion for bad music persists on Jukebox Zeros, the podcast that takes a retrospective look at the worst albums of all time. From The Shags to Attila, from Cyberpunk to Scream, if there's a band that has an album they're ashamed of, Lils and Patrick will be there. Share their love on Jukebox Zeros, now on the Zero Science Network and wherever podcasts may be found. Hi, this is Tony, the host of the Flix X-Ray podcast. Each week, I am joined by guests. Hey-oh. Hello. Yo. Why, hello there. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. And we have a roundtable discussion where we dig deep and x-ray a bunch of our favorite films and some really terrible ones, too. We really like to go back and take a look at films that may be forgotten, maybe in the past, and still lovable films. If you want, you can follow us on all the major platforms, iTunes, Google, Stitcher. If you want to find out more, you can find us online at www.flixxray.com. And you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you want to reach out to us. Good night, Internet.